We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauling, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. We've made so many wonderful memories through the years on trips. I'm thinking of family vacations and opportunities to travel, minister in foreign countries, different parts of the world. Uh, I uh, have often referenced a period of time spent in the Middle East and things God taught me on that journey. Uh, before my grandfather went to heaven, he was a World War II veteran and uh, was stationed at Pearl Harbor after the attack, helped with the cleanup. I had the privilege of making a trip with him to Pearl Harbor, standing there at the USS Arizona and looking at that wall, all those names of men who gave their life there in that place. It was quite a journey. You know, life is a journey, and along the journey, God teaches you so many things. And maybe the greatest lesson, and it's a lesson that sometimes it takes a lifetime to live, is that you are not sufficient. That's what Elijah had to learn in 1 Kings chapter 19. We've been studying this portion of Scripture, this journey where he's running for his life, and God shows up and through an angel says to him, The journey is too great for thee. Isn't it funny, the older we get, how we start to be more insecure. We realize how ignorant we really are, how weak we are. You would think with life you'd get stronger and uh, be more confident. But in fact, most people are more confident in youth because life has a way of beating some of that out of you. And maybe you feel like, man, I'm getting an extra beating right now and I'm just to the end of myself. Remember that the end of you is the beginning of Him. You never exhaust God's resources. When I am weak, then am I strong. The journey's too great for me, but not for him. So let's read the rest of the story. 1 Kings 19, verse 7, The journey's too great for thee, but verse 8 says, And he arose, and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. This is powerful. That's 150 miles. 150 miles, forty days, and forty nights. Now in Scripture, forty is the number of testing. And all through Scripture, if we had time, I could show you multiple instances where that was a proving period. Uh, what if we set aside the next 40 days to prove God? What if we took the next 40 days and said, All right, Lord, the journey is too great for me, but for the next 40 days, I'm just going to trust you to teach me your strength. I'm going to trust you to show me how to walk in your power and your divine resources for the next 40 days. I believe that could be a life-changing 40 days. Now, what happened on the rest of this journey? We've learned already that uh, this journey has detours. We've learned that the journey is measured in days. We've learned that along the journey, God has some delights. But now, number four, we learned that the journey requires direction. In verse 9, He came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? He'll repeat that question in verse 13. What doest thou here, Elijah? In other words, Elijah thought he knew exactly where he needed to be. And God says to him, wait a minute, why are you here? We think we can plan our own journey, but only God can do that. The Lord's not looking for planners. He's looking for followers. Be very careful who you take your directions from. You know, as a, as a traveler myself, 
I live really with guidance from a GPS about all the time. It's amazing how the little woman that lives in my phone can know exactly where I am and where I'm supposed to be going. I've also learned that they're not always right. And sometimes they put you in out-of-the-way places and send you through a neighborhood and you think, this can't be the most direct route. But listen to this truth. God knows where you are and how to get you from where you are to where you need to be. Get your direction from the Lord. God is asking Elijah, what doest thou here? Elijah should have been asking the Lord, Lord, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to be doing? Which direction do you want me to move? The journey requires direction. Don't wander aimlessly through life. And then, number five, we learn that the journey brings divine appointments. When he gets 150 miles away, 40 days later, uh, here he is in a cave. He's having another pity party, saying he's the only one left. And verse number 11 of 1 Kings 19, he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. Don't you love that expression? The Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. I love that still, small voice. Did you know you have to get quiet to hear the still, small voice of God? Sometimes we have so much noise, don't we? The noise around you and the things that shake all around you, those are just forerunners of the voice of God. Be still and know that I am God, he says. So on the journey, there's divine appointments. Was he just running away from Ahab? No, he's running to the Lord. Was he running to a place? No, he was running to the still, small voice of God. God will meet you along the way. The divine appointments are not first with men, they're first with Him. There was more work for Elijah to do. There were sermons to preach and appointments to keep and ministry to do. And you'll see that as you keep reading in 1 Kings. But the first and most important appointment every day is our divine appointment with God. If you want to have a good journey and you want to enjoy your journey, you better learn to meet with Him. I've learned that my whole day goes differently when I meet with God early in the morning, enter into His presence, and hear the still, small voice of God. Finally, let me give you this truth. We've learned that the journey has detours. It's measured in days. It brings delights. It requires direction. It brings us to divine appointments. But finally, the journey has a destination. You might think, well, the destination is when I'm finally finished here. No, you're not finished right now where you are. That's just a stopping off place. You're at a wide spot in the road. What is the destination? Let's read on. 1 Kings 19.15 says, And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. Wait a minute. Hold up just a second. Did you ever notice that God sent him back the very way he came? I thought he'd just run for his life from Ahab and Jezebel. Let's get as far away from these people as possible. Well, that's exactly what Elijah thought was reasonable and logical. Sometimes God defies your reason and your logic. See, his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And the destination is wherever God says. The destination is the perfect will of God. The right destination is the place of God's choosing. And so he makes him go right back the way he came. And as he does, God leads him, protects him, provides for him, and continues to use him. If he didn't do that, he would never have met Elisha. He would never have anointed Elisha to take his place as prophet. He would never have had these glorious events at the end of his life. And I want to say to you, if you're not willing to take direction from God on your journey, you're not going to end up where you want to either. You're not going to end well 
if the Lord is not giving you direction all along the way. I heard a preacher years ago say, if you want God in on the landing, get Him in on the takeoff. I like that. So wherever you are on this journey, seek your direction from God. Listen to His still small voice. And if you'll just do what He says to do, God will get you where you need to go. God will bring you through with victory. Friends, I remind you, the journey is too great for thee. But I leave you with this glorious thought. Our God is greater than the journey. Greater than any obstacle, any detour, any difficulty. Greater than anything that may come against you. Greater than how you feel today. Aren't you glad about that? Maybe physically you're worn out, mentally you're exhausted, emotionally you're spent, spiritually you're even weary. But I want you to know our God is great. And our God is greater than your resources, your enemy, or the journey you're on. He's great enough for your journey. You can trust Him today. And as you do, you'll learn to enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.